Right, we are something else. Episode 45, California Love. Yes, sir. <laughs> Superfly, just you and I tonight. CB has the the night off. We'll let him explain where he's at next. Uh, <laughs> the next time we see him. Salute to CB. Yeah, but we do got a special guest in the in the place tonight. But uh, in a second, we'll we'll get to him. But uh, let's uh, do our due diligence. What's good with you, Superfly? Everything, man. Everything's good. Uh, busy these days. Yeah, that's no complaints with that. But yeah, busy as shit. Go, go down your go down your uh your repertoire. What you got going on? Uh yeah, we doing um engineering different podcasts. Uh shout out to the 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 newly onboarded uh Love Madden podcast. I'm I'm an engineer on that show. Uh-huh. Uh, so contributing there. Shout out to Madden and um to Neil. Did they have a show before that you did here? Yeah, they they had a show before picked on their own, and, they, yeah. and I recorded a show with Superfly Friends. I remember that with them on. Uh-huh. It. Yeah, and they had, they had a show called Citrus Plus Sugar. Okay. Um, and now they rebranded into um, Love Madden, uh, which is a dope show about uh, um, like health and wellness relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, also it's it's a, there's a tie into like recipes and like healthy living and oh, it's, nice. a, it's, a, it's a cool show wow we so might I re- to, definitely recommend that uh we might have to do it like a joint effort on that one yeah why not uh, why not um are we we ever uh, have you are you still pitching the ox so that's probably gonna wind down this year but um there'll be there'll be some version of it not sure if we're gonna brand it the ox or not but okay there's a lot of stuff going on okay you know? definitely I mean, I mean staying busy is is being visual right Yep, as that's you got it. That's that's the plan for uh, as well. I mean, we got all these connects, so we're trying to do. Uh, f- so for the next foreseeable for the next quarter, uh, I'm gonna speak on. This is CB's not here. I mean, you're here, obviously. You you already know that we're trying to we're gonna start branding. We're trying to brand this this quarter. The year is dedicated to branding, but this quarter is to kick off the branding effort as far as everything. Yeah. So if it's not gonna be the ox, whatever it's gonna be. You know, we're going to be labeled up and we're going to be visual, you know, out Absolutely. there so everybody's going to be able to see what, who we are and what we're doing. So hopefully the next 
couple of weeks, we'll be able to kick off like our, our first effort is as far as branding. Maybe we'll do like a contest and try to get people, maybe even like a call in or something to give away some free merch or something like that. Uh, and then also within the next month or so, we want to do the, the live stream. We'll, we'll be in a better place to start doing live streams and live shows or nope. I got a couple ideas. I want to give everything away to people who may be listening eventually. But tonight we do got a special guest uh, all the way from California. Uh, not California, Maryland, but California <laughs> State. Uh, my man E. Rich is on the line. E, what's good, babe? Hey, what's on? What's on and popping with you, boy? Man, nothing, man. Uh, I figured it's been long overdue since we... We've been doing this show, and I, I haven't had you on yet, and it's like the perfect kind of spot for you to be on tonight, and there's a few things going on out in L.A., and, you know, we, we need the CBs not here, so we, we can figure, have you fill in? Okay, you know, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my right, best, you know, reporting from Cali. Right. <laughs> so, okay, let, let's start. Um, Normally, we kind of... I'll start with a headline. Well, we used to start with a headline or whatever, but some obscure story. But I think we're going to start now. Let's start with this Gail King and Oprah. I don't know if it's so much Oprah, but Oprah is kind of like the, the puppeteer behind Gail. Like she kind of gave Gail, I'm assuming, her her journalism kick. Even okay. Gail is a graduate from University of Maryland. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where's she from originally? Is she from Maryland? I don't know where she's from, but okay. I know she got a journalism degree from University of Maryland. She's been catching it, though. Yeah. So for those who are not, <laughs> those who don't know the backstory, Gail King uh, did an interview with Lisa Leslie about a week or so ago, and it the, a snippet of the interview leaked online. CBS leaked it, and it it goes in on Gail asking Lisa Leslie pretty much the what type of the a character question about Kobe Bryant, and also the question led to the rape allegations and then if Lisa had saw any of that going on during her and Kobe's friendship. And I, I think the, the backlash started with maybe not the initial question of what type of person was Kobe Bryant, but I think it was after Lisa had answered the first question about the allegation, she followed up with another one and then another one. And so, you know, people, Right now, it's still a sensitive subject um, about Kobe Bryant's passing, and I think that bringing that up right now, two weeks, not even two weeks removed. Well, now it's been two weeks from his his, his passing is, is is bad timing. Yeah, I, but I don't know if there ever will be a perfect time right now, just because of the the way he passed or the fact that maybe not even bringing it up because the man was cleared of all charges. And my thing is why not? If, if, if all these questions and allegations were in people's minds or people felt was a story way back, you know, recently, why not ask him when a man was still alive? I mean, I say like, even on the show that we did the day that he passed, mm -hmm. um, like I didn't bring, I referenced it, but I referenced it more from a, a standpoint of a story of like redemption, right. not necessarily trying to dwell on that. Right. Because I just think the way, you know, he's handled himself since then, um, you know, is really a blueprint on, you know what I mean? How to recover when you, when you fall down like right. that. Right. Um, and I think that 
you know, part of me is is as the Gail King thing is kind of um, continue to, you know, like uh, make its way through the, you know, the social media and all that stuff. Like I've seen people just jump out the window on it mm-hmm. and I'm just like with anything, you know what I'm saying? Just I think a lot of people are saying things they'll probably regret. Right. A year from now right. and be looking crazy. Right. But at the same time, you got to hold people accountable, you know? Exactly. I think the issue is media is always going to be media. Somebody always, somebody always has to have the story or the exclusive. And, you know, Lisa Leslie and Kobe Bryant were friends. So now we have to, you know, is this the question going to keep coming up to anybody who ever knew him because they're going to feel like they have a better insight? You know, I'm assuming at some point the question's gonna come up to Dwayne Wade. The question's gonna come up to LeBron. You know, even it, it may not even make it that far because I'm sure they'll shut that shit down before it even. Yeah, now on camera. Yeah. So, uh, E, what uh, I know you you're out in uh, Cali. What's the, what's the vibe out there? I mean, we you know we still trying to deal with it. You know, if you if you if you kind of look at the the bigger picture of you know, we got Kobe when he was, a, you know, a kid. He was, right. what, 17, 18 years right. old. So, you know, what is it? I think he's like three years older than me, you know, was, you know. So you look at, you watched him grow up. And like, you know, Snoop said and everybody else who's from out here, we, you know, we we grew up with him, you know, in that, in that aspect. So somebody who you can relate to, somebody who you literally remember certain parts like you know i remember you know when they won that first championship where i was when they went when they started hitting you know the second one where i was the three p down at the parade you know <laughs> so you you equate everything that that man did with where you were at in life one because he represented cali i mean yeah we knew you know he came from philly but you know at 18 you pretty much still coming into your own you right. know what i'm saying right. so right. at that point you look at everything that he had been through, you know, uh, and at that time, you know, kind of going to the basketball side of it, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do because Magic had already stepped aside. He had done his thing, you know, and we were in a void. We didn't have no superstars. We just had, you know, some some nice role players. Right. And they, you know, Jerry West blessed us, got that Shaq thing going on, and then he was like, hey, got this kid named Kobe. And it was almost like we immediately knew we was about to be on a ride. You know, mm-hmm. we just didn't know how it was going to take us. Right. But, you know, the man wasn't even buried yet. You know, I just think as a, as as media or even as a uh, anybody who's in journalism, right. uh, I think there's a sense of humility and a character that you have to have regardless of what somebody else puts in front of you to ask a question about, right. you know, uh, and, and the way that she tried to cover it up to, to you know, then say, well, I spoke to Kobe a couple of times and I've interviewed him before, you know, and it's like, well, then you know who he is as a person and you would have had those opportunities to ask that question. But now to ask that question in regards to someone that was his friend has no relevancy right now on what we're discussing as far as his legacy as a person. And, and she then, did like her best said, to shut that up. shit down. Lisa did a good job shutting that shit down. Oh, without without question, but I, I feel like anybody else would have though. You know what I mean? Like in that in that situation, because of how you felt about that person. You know what I mean? Uh, anybody that would have, you know, you almost felt like you knew him. Like even right. if you've never met him before. Right. So 
that's just the normal reaction to how can you attack somebody when they're not here to defend themselves. Right. And the fact that, I mean, he, his daughter wasn't in, is, is involved in the that was involved in the crash as well, along with other people. But then his wife is still grieving. Like she, she put a post out yesterday just saying, you know, it, it was sad as shit. I mean, we can't expect her to be, you know, back to, you know, being, you know, an everyday mom, you know, and, and on her grind and, and, and forgetting me. Hell, it's two weeks removed and she's probably closer to this than obviously more than anybody else. And she's got two deaths to deal with. And I doubt that she's watching any kind of media right now, any kind of news right now. But I have some decency out here because the man has three other kids that are still here and a wife that's grieving. And you want to bring up like the one, the worst part of the guy, supposedly, in, in you know, in all of this trauma. I, I don't know why we're so quick to we have to jump to the negative side. Some, somebody made a good point. I read the other day, uh, cause Kirk Douglas passed away. Um, he was like one Oh, 103. And they were saying, well, now that Kirk Douglas is dead, can we start talking about his rape allegations back in the seventies for, uh, some black actress he was in the, in a movie with? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's a good, I mean, no, we're not, we're not going to obviously, but I, I just don't understand why, that's the first thing that we have to do was bring up. We knew it was at some point it was going to surface. It's his history, but again, the whatever happened, the woman chose not to testify, and she took a check. It's it's like everybody wants to be like the human Wikipedia. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know what he did. I'm going to yeah. call. You know what I mean? And it's just like it. Not only is it poor taste, is you know it's. It also just reflects badly when you look back on it after you've had some time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I know that Gail tried to, you know, blame it on the, the editing, but you know, you know what you said and what you asked exactly. about and those questions were still asked. And you gotta you gotta own it, you know. Right. Um and then another thing that I had which makes sense, I read that a lot of these people who have that type of personality they have multiple allegations coming against them. You know, mm-hmm. they they find themselves in that in that situation multiple times. Uh, there's multiple people coming forward, and in this situation, there was only the one. I mean, I think they they he both he admitted that they did have consensual sex, obviously because that was the whole. Right, that's when he bought Vanessa the ring because she was going to leave. Like obviously there was there was something there that he admitted to, but as far as how far as it went, I don't know, just. Now is not the time to to bring litigate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, E, where were you at when you when you got when you heard the news? Man, I was at church, bro. <laughs> I was at church. Like, and the crazy part was, um, like my my uh, my homie Mike hit me, and he was just like, it was the it was the you know, unfortunately, it was the TMZ post. So at first I was Ugh. like, man, here they go again. You know what I'm saying? Acting up, you know. But then it was crazy because I, like, tried to click on the link and it wouldn't go through. It was, like, redirect, like, yeah, like, shut the page down. And I'm yeah. sure it's because everybody was trying to go on there. Right. And then one of the little kids had came up to me and was like, he's like, oh, did, did you see it? And I was like, did I see what? And at that point it was still like, now the numbness is starting to hit in as if, like, this can't be true. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
And uh, again, like it's still to this day, like even th- the, the thought of it is like, I never really believed that somebody told me that Kobe was, you know, had, like passed. Like, right. again, you know, somebody who you would have thought was supposed, you know, like he would be the type that would bet you I'm going to live longer than you just because. Yeah, right, exactly. Go, <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean? Just to show you that I told you, you know what I mean? You're not even going to be around, but look, I beat you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but you know, being out here, you know, um, seeing the, the movement that he was making, you know, just to hear it was just like, nah, man, that can't be true. You know what I mean? Like right. this, this one, and I, I think I even mentioned it to you, like, you know, when I, you know, like, the text was, we were still, you know, trying to get through the Nipsey situation. Right. right. We haven't really even, haven't got all the way through that just because of that groundbreaking moment of, that was about to be the new generational pot that they needed around a little bit longer. Right. A lot longer. Right, and then LA get hit with with Kobe. Man, you talk about, and it was, and, and that day was it was real because you know everybody always equates Cali with you know sun and palm trees, but it was gloomy that day, and it had a real reason to be as well. You Jeez. know what I mean? Like for the rest of the day, it was gloomy. Right, right. They um, so apparently I heard uh, heard that Kenny Smith, he was uh, and that's a trail that he said that his him and his kids normally jog. Is that trail where the helicopter actually went down? And if you see some of the photos, you can see like a dirt trail along the way. So little by little, like certain videos have come up. Like there's like a uh, someone had released a video. Maybe the police eventually released it, but somebody released a video of like the helicopter, like literally in flames, like from an up close shot. So there, the 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 sad part is uh, there were people around, like doing the everyday bike. Uh, bike riding or some kind of trail running and I just I hope that it, that if there, there's more photos out there that no one sells these photos to TMZ yeah I think that's inevitable you know at this point you, you think it's coming it don't happen. it's probably yeah, already it happened happen, it just haven't been released yet yeah wow but you know they did it to Pac you know what I'm saying regardless of who it was they did it they they're going to do it to everybody because it sells and everybody's in it for, for the money. Right. You know, the respect of the, the human person or just yeah. the character is out, is out the window, right. you know? Um, and, and I don't know you how would TMZ hope that humanity does better. everything. TMZ is in everything. Like I, I saw the, they did it to Prince too. I saw, I saw the photos of him right there in front of the elevator. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, bro, oh they, God. because bro, they everywhere. They're, they're, they're like syndicated photographers that are everywhere and they, they hire, they're like freelance everywhere. It's almost like a, a short contract. Like you've got the pictures. All right. We'll hire you for, you know, a month, you know, because we know we're going to have to run the story through your photo. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. how they get down. Cause yeah. again, when you think about it, they can't be everywhere at all, you know, at, at all right. times. Yeah. And they but they got, are. They probably got loads of like first responders on payroll. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing to just pull a phone out your pocket. Right. Hit record. They, you know, and, and yeah, they stay camped out at uh LAX though. Like every right. time I fly out, you can you know who the person is. Like you, you know, just because we when you if you see it on TV, you see the celebrity talking to the cameraman, but like everybody else knows who that cameraman is because he's always at LAX. Just post so it. You up. know he's with TMZ. Yeah, Damn. that's the era. The 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 good. And there, there's so much good and bad about the era that we live in now. Obviously we can create our own content 
much easier through social media and we have a lot more access and platforms, but then that also gives like the, the tabloids the same type of access and platforms. And Harvey, the, uh, is he, this, is, does he own TMZ? Or is he just a, like the president, whatever no he idea. is, he's a, he's also an attorney. So he covers his ass big time for all the stuff that he may post that I'm sure he's got multiple lawsuits, but you've never heard TMZ taking a big hit in court. Right. Cause they probably, they serve whenever you serve a purpose, man, like yeah, they, they're going to make sure you exist still. Yeah. And there was rumors at one point that that's how Vanessa had found out about the, um, the death was through TMZ. But then someone later came back and said, no, they actually had reached out first before the before they even ran the story to make sure that she did know. Uh, but who's who, who knows? And it doesn't matter. Like being first, and that's how the Rick Fox. We talked about that too. How being trying to be first doesn't always mean you're the best because someone was first to report Rick Fox was on the helicopter as well, and well, Rick Fox was not on the helicopter. And right. how how's that even get started? Right. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's and and some of the celebrations like I've I don't know if you guys have paid attention to the celebrations. There's been some some really touching stuff. Uh, the fact that the Lakers did take that night off against the Clippers, I, I agree they should have done it. You know, but everybody was saying you no, know, Kobe would want you to play, but yeah, that's the competitor in him. But a, if nobody, if you're not into it, it, there's there's no you can't play some do something that you're not into. Right. Right. Um, you're not. You're not your best. At your best to compete. Yeah. You know. And I don't think he would. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting my best. You know. Foot forward. And no need to. Uh, e. Did you see the actual um, Lakers celebration when they did it? Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I mean, you're catching all of them. I mean, at that point, you know, local, locally syndicated, you know, all the different TV shows, mm. they were just running, you know, each and everything. The, you know, the crazy part is, man, I really wish people would have seen the magnitude of the people that were down there at the Staples Center, though. Right. Like, the pictures, you know, kind of tell the story, but when you actually see it, I mean, you're talking about all nationalities. Again, the type of person that can bring people that probably have never played the sport before, mm-hmm. they've never seen the dude, probably only watched him on TV. You feel me? And you just, you saw that sense of, man, like, it, it was like, you know, the world was hurting. And to, to get to that point, right. you know, it was hard. Like, I didn't even lie to you. You know, I, I didn't want to take phone calls. You know, my mom hit me up, and it's just like, I, I can be honest and say, you know, hey, a teardrop, because it, 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 like I said, I felt like I grew up with the dude. I, I right. almost mimicked, you know, his playing style, even though, you know, Jordan was the person that came through and always was busting the Lakers' asses. Right. You know, I still had to rep for, you know, you know, the Lakers is always going to be my team. Jordan was my guy. He bust our ass. And then, you know, Kobe came through and it's like, you you know, you had that, had that swagger back as far as, you know, LA is concerned, you know, that Showtime feel. But, I, you know, I didn't want to see half the stuff that was coming over. I didn't want to respond to none of my text messages. Right, right. People asking me, right. people sending me photos, or it was just like, yeah, like I, I think we had talked. It was like yeah. you and I had a couple of days where we didn't say nothing, but then you would send me a picture, and then I would send you yeah. one, and be like, I was just doing good <laughs> until you send me a picture. Exactly. Like, oh, man. Right. I th- and I think like the the hardest part is knowing that. His his daughter was on the board. 
not just his daughter, but there are other kids on the plane. There are other people involved, yes. We're not dismissing that, but the fact that his daughter was on, on the helicopter with him and like to to be to know to not want to know what it feels like to lose a child and just to be in that position you're just like wow like that think that even that's double the magnet like if it hurts us a certain way i can only imagine what vanessa's dealing with and like i I don't know what the toughest part of that is going to be is you know right now there's constant probably people in her face you know there for her and making sure you're good but what's going to happen when the last person leaves out and it's just you and your your reality because I, I, I don't i don't think that part has happened yet because i'm assuming there's probably her mom has been there her sister's been there like she's got proper help she needs because she's still got three other kids obviously that have to go through this too she just can't shut down but she probably has a lot of help but when that that moment comes and there's just you and you gotta create new schedules for you know soccer practice for this girl that or that whatever and it's just you that that will probably be harder than anything else yeah i mean it's hard it's heartbreaking to consider you know and to, to think about you know and there's no um it's just something i can't really fathom i i i don't want to yeah you know? no you can't <laughs> it, that's not a reality that that you ever want to being yeah and then like i think we get as human beings we see our heroes our celebrities live you know through tv you know we we idolize or we you know we're fans and we don't consider the personal aspect of their lives because you know we're obviously got a always got a camera in their face you know but to and we always we think our heroes are immortal they're superheroes you know Michael Jordan, he's got a symbol. Uh, he's larger than life when you see him. Like you can't have easy access to to him to touch him. He's you know, that, to me that's like a that's a almost like a superhero. Like you can't get to that person. Like Kobe, same way. Like LeBron, same way. And it's probably a little bit more act. Kobe probably allowed a little bit more access towards you know after basketball. Like LeBron, I'm assuming has allowed some access to him as well, but. Like you just think these people live forever. Yeah. Like somebody kept saying, like, you know, you, you know, we think, you know, these guys like Kobe Bryant, you just hear about him, you know, going to bed at 80 years old and just not waking up. You know, not, you know, passing away like that. Right. Not, you know, tragedy. Like, and there's been some, like, I re- I'm trying to think, there's been some, some tragic, you know, deaths that we all had to live through. Like, I remember a lot of people compare this one to Princess Diana. That was, you know, yeah, sudden, shocking, you know. And then MJ, you know, sudden, shocking. I mean, we knew there there was probably some telltale signs that, you know, maybe, you know, some things were going on. But, I mean, again, wow, hell, Prince, too. Like, sudden, shocking. Like, what? Yeah. So, uh, while we're on the subject, E, because you kind of segue into talking about M- uh, MJ, um, who do you think? Well, have has the biggest, the bigger impact on Black America out of the Kobe, LeBron, and, and MJ. That's a tough one. Um, damn, that's a tough one. Uh, let's see. Can I get dragged 
for you know the people that are listening to this great podcast <laughs> it's a uh, it you know what it, i think it's generational i think you have to look okay. at it generation um you know like you, you kind of said like you know jordan jordan is, is is labeled by his last name jordan you know what i mean like he's got a logo he's got shoes that have come out forever you know at one point in time if you're a shoe head, you know a shoe fiend like me you know a sneakerhead when we thought the 23s was coming out we thought that was the last the last edition like he wanted to come out with 25 because it's synonymous with his number right. so you know he just has this you know this aura about him that we wanted everything to do with it regardless you know and it's, it's blossomed into something that's global and international kobe was international but on the level of we knew him stateside but yo china they they cut for Kobe like they they would show out more than we would show out for Kobe in the state and and granted there's more people out there so that 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 was the next and I think because he was what everybody grew up with after MJ which then the basketball culture started to grow after Jordan right, right. then it was like well who who do we have next right. I think it's the same thing with LeBron and even if really you can call it Steph you know with me being out here on the West. You know, Oakland and, and seeing how Steph got these kids automatically going to the gym, shooting up, you know, half-court shots. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, that wasn't even a thing. Everybody was trying to see how high they can jump. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I don't know. I think it's I think it's generational. I, I really can't call who, who's got the significance over, you know, what era or who's higher than what. Because I think they all kind of play their, you know, their right. position in, you know, the next line up. Because... They have to be that so that there can be somebody next. Right. Like I said, by generational, obviously, Kobe looked up to MJ. And then LeBron looked up to Kobe and MJ. I think that little little pieces of each kind of influence us. Obviously, Michael Jordan is, culturally, for the black culture, is sneakers. Like, Mike has paved the way as the sneaker machine. Um maybe some of the Nike clothing or whatever that he had, the Jumpman stuff. But that, I think that is Mike's legacy to the, to the African-American culture is the fat, the, the fashion side of the sneaker side. Cause we don't hear much about him giving back to schools or starting this or doing that. Or maybe I think he maybe built the hospital, but we don't hear a lot of his, his other moves. We just know that every Saturday there's a sneaker, a Jordan coming out and you know, we we get in line to try to we used to get in line to try to buy them. Everybody's got to have it. Um, with Kobe, I think a lot of his his a lot of his stuff didn't come to light till after basketball, and when he started making other moves. And you see him, I think Kobe to the to us, he's the one that gave back. Like you start to hear about him sitting at home on the couch watching basketball games and calling players at the end of games, telling them what they did wrong when they drove to the paint or how they need to fix this, how to fix that. Like you never, I've never heard of anybody else on that level. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's other people have done it, but on that level, like to get a call from Kobe Bryant and he says, it's nothing to him to help you out to make the game better. Like he gave back to the, to, to the culture. Like he's giving back to us. And I think LeBron is maybe the best of the both worlds. I mean, the fact that he's still in it, um, and he, I don't know if he's giving back basketball-wise, but the man is starting schools. He's giving back to his community. Like, no child left behind kind of thing. Like, you know, Cleveland, 
it's not the the best of places to grow up in, but he's building free schools, free lunches, free uniforms. Like I think they all have done, like you said, different things for different parts of the African-American community. Yeah. I think um, Kobe's also, I mean, not Kobe, but I'm sorry. LeBron has been also positioning himself media wise um, and, you know, getting into like the, the sports representation and all that stuff. And it kind of, you know, the way he's positioned his friends as well, I think will further his influence in ways that we haven't seen before. Right. Because we all laughed at, at LeBron when um, Maverick, Ma- uh, Maverick Carr is his agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he picked him to be his agent out of everybody else, mm-hmm. like this kid who doesn't know anything, you're going to let him run your, bi- yeah, okay. And now look. Exactly. Maverick is, is, is in a great, pos- is in a great position. I, I don't know. Huh? I don't know if we I don't know if we consider but did we really laugh at him though? I think we looked at it as saying he was he was changing the status quo because if you think about it, we also didn't laugh when we found out Dirk Nowitzki was doing his own contract. So he wasn't paying an agent ten percent to negotiate how much he was worth. Right. You know, at the same time LeBron got his homeboys who've been with him since day one that saw right. the grind and what he put into it mm-hmm. to say this is how much he's worth. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of somebody that's saying, I've seen talent like you before, but you haven't seen me before. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, kind of like you just said, like that's, that's, that's the status quo of what we were changing. And like you said, every piece has come from somebody, you know, Kobe took what he did from, from MJ and said, I'm going to teach the players. Right. LeBron took from that and say, I don't have to teach the players because they learn from Kobe, but I'm going to teach them the financial side. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And even Kobe was doing that, you know, with right. the, I think he was putting together the, uh, like a $2 billion, like, you know, hedge fund or something like that for the players that once they retire, so yeah. that they can understand where to put their money so that they can work for them afterwards. Right. And, you know, two sides of the best world. He was still taking care of the basketball culture, but he was also showing, you know, kind of like that black America that, you know, dads are still out here doing the stuff for their kids. Right, right. That was going under the radar until all of a sudden, so you know, hashtag you know, girl dad. But look at how that became a thing. You know, that was, you know, when they were showing, you know, like uh, Riley up there with uh, with Steph. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the YouTube clips, man, you know, them cats is doing that weight. Kobe had both his daughters up there during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like, you can see that the, they push the narrative of what they want, not to kind of get off topic. But mm-hmm. I think you you have to kind of grab. You almost, I mean, it's, it's a like, you know, any work of art is something that you get from something else, you know, and you just put it in your own hands and you kind of create it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they, they all have that. I think when we grab that one person, you know, Steph would be the one that we should be talking about afterwards or even now. Right. The fact that he took Under Armour strictly with football, turning into basketball to a, a big situation. Right. And stayed and and thus far, I was, stayed with them. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, he changed he changed the brand and almost mm-hmm. created the brand to go somewhere else, right? right. Because he decided to change the status, though. Of I'm not going to be, uh, you know, if you will, a Nike or a, or a, a Jordan or Adidas. I can go make something because he believed in himself. Right, 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 right. Uh, I, and I think that I'll give Kobe the credit as far as having a lot of these current basketball players putting forth an effort to do things outside, you know, for the next step of basketball. 
Because if you look at a lot of guys that were around MJ's playing time, I mean, you have players pawning their championship rings. You have guys who, you know, who have to go back and find other jobs now, bad real estate investments or, you know, Sky Pippen invests in an airline and he's, he loses millions of dollars in it. Like these guys, there was there was nobody showing each other how to keep keep the money afloat. Unless you're Michael, you know, of course, if you're Mike, MJ, you, you still got all these endorsement deals after basketball. Like, you're set for after basketball. But, like, if you're, let's think, uh, give me uh, Antoine Walker, bad investment in apartment buildings and, you know, one bad deal after the other, and, and then your agent is taking money from you. Same like Clinton Portis, too. I mean, that's football. But, you know, there's bad deals. There's no one showing. But Kobe put forth an effort and just like LeBron is now to let her, you know, to what's after this, you can't dribble the ball forever. Yeah. And if you're going to, whatever you do afterwards, be great in it. I'm going to go in entertainment field. You know, he has, he started, he got an Oscar for the, for the, sh- the cartoon that he did, the the short. And then, you know, he was getting ready to do the hedge fund. Just be great. Whatever you're going to do. Cause you know, that ball dribbling the ball is not going to last forever. So it's just, it will be interesting to see. I know an All Star game is coming up this this weekend, and uh, they're going to have the LeBron's team is going to wear two in honor of Gianna, and uh, Giannis's team is going to wear twenty four in honor of Kobe. Um, and then also, the, I think the the celebration is going to be on two twenty four, which is kind of yeah, yeah, that's kind of eerie that that date you know was just happened to be you know coming to play. But uh, I don't, I'm, th- I'm assuming it's just a celebration, not the funeral, correct? No, I, th- I think they are. I think this is the, the final. I think this is going to be like the collective thing at the Staples Center, you know, wow. where they'll have the celebrities come out, you know, talk and do, you know, okay. do their thing. Because, um, yeah, I mean, again, just the, you know. Because I would have thought the, how, the funeral would have been private. But maybe there still will be a, a private, you know, thing going on. Uh, most likely, because if I believe that, because uh, I know Kobe went to the church with his family, I think they went to mass. So I, I think if you know, with him recognizing that religion, that they Catholic, would have yeah. already put him, yeah. So they would have already put him in the ground by now, or you know, done the funeral. Whatever they do now is just for for the public. But because you have to have it. I mean, you talking about oh, yeah. a whole city is going to be more oh, yeah. to the point where we already we're already knowing it's going to be a Kobe Bryant day that's going to go into effect, and it's going to be a day off from in L.A. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you because that's two twenty four. Two twenty four sounds good. Or the eight twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you think they already had the funeral for for the two? Yeah. I, I, I believe so. I, I believe it was, it was probably a, a private ceremony. Again, you know, just going by religion, you know what right, I mean? Right, that right. they would have done it that way, uh, private. Um, and then at this point, everybody know that they were gearing up for the Staples Center, you know, which we know there's going to be packed anyway. It, right. They can't even fit everybody in the Staples Center, right. to be honest. I heard thought they were heard. I had heard Coliseum, too. That was a thought they were going to do. Um... The Coliseum is bigger. The Coliseum is bigger, and it can fit everybody in there. Uh, again, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, Lord willing, we get, you know, good weather that day. Yeah. It's not a gloomy day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, that would be ideal. But at the same but, time, uh, you know, you, I you think just kind of be remiss at it. Yeah. 
know, like it don't feel right if it's not at the Staples Center. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I think I had a couple other notes. Uh, we just it's talk about this Kobe thing forever because I mean it's, it's gonna it's gonna shock the system no matter years from now. You just think about yeah Kobe yeah. Bryant and I'm like wow. Um, did you watch XFL this weekend? No, I was running around. <laughs> e, did you you pay attention to any of the XFL stuff? I, I caught a I caught a couple of highlights, and then I watched a little bit. I think the first half of the the LA game, right. of course, because uh, I think they played Houston the first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched uh, I watched Defenders. Um, oh, actually, I, I watched uh, only missed one game. That was the first one on Sunday. Um, because I wanted to see. I remember when they first launched it back in 2002 wherever that was how you know it, it failed miserably they, they they wanted to compete with the NFL too much they did it during um NFL season that they, they didn't have a good TV deal they were still coming up with rules I think they were on like UPN back then it was it was it just didn't work I like the kickoff was a 50 yard dash to the ball so people were getting hurt like pulling hamstrings and stuff sprinting to the ball it was just done wrong but this go around I think that First of all, Vincent Mann is, is a very smart human being and, and bold as hell to want to go back, to not want his failure to be, to go down like that, to want to, to get it, firstly, to, to get a TV deal on something that he failed with years ago with Fox is, is ridiculous. He, I know he had to sell some of his shares to get, you know, to get that to happen, but my man's on ESPN, he's on CBS, and no, ESPN, ABC, and he's on Fox every weekend, like these... And the rules are a whole lot better. The competition, the only issue about this, and it's not even a big issue, is just learning the players. Because by the time you get to the NFL, you already know who the superstar of every team is, you know, who to look out for. This one, you just kind of, oh, I recognize that person from the league or from college. It's just that. It's player recognition. Right. So, but I, I think that a lot of their rules would favor the NFL to do a lot better, but... Um, they also have some unique rules to make you want to watch. So, it got three. It got three million viewers. So I, I think that, and plus, I think they had already signed a two-year deal anyway. So they'll be on TV for two years nice. before they figure out what's happening next. Do you know who owns the local team? Vince owns all the teams. Oh shit! Okay. And I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think right. that I was trying to figure out why, but it makes sense. I think that he had to invest in himself. So I'll I'll own all the teams, and then maybe if we do good, I can convince people to you know it's probably easier to convince people after to see the product to to want to put a team in, right? Than to have somebody try to buy a team and not know what they're getting into, right? So he'll own I'll, he'll, he owns all eight teams. Wow. So, but I think each team has a a head coach and like a a GM. So, but Vince has funded all the money for the teams and. Um, here in DC, they play at Audi Stadium, so I'm assuming they they play at certain, few, you know, smaller venues than like bigger stadiums out there. Right. So. Right. But uh, it seemed to be cool. We'll see. We'll see what it does. Uh, oh, and then yeah, I asked you, what's uh before we go? Give me your give me your top three albums. Man, you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I appreciated you for giving me the heads up, but I hated you at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? That's the old uh, point. That's the old point. 
but you know they I, and they can I, I believe they change but I'm gonna be honest with you um, you don't even have to you know, and they don't have to be in order okay because you know you know the the, the, the coast is biased you know that's one thing that we that we uh, got to get better at as the West Coast we definitely biased right. but I would go I would go the Chronic mm-hmm. Machiavelli and then the documentary. This game, wow, yeah, wow, okay, so that's that's completely different than, like I said, probably it's biased because, like when we've asked people that question before, you know, we can't we sometimes we get some of the same answers, but that's I don't think we've got any of those three before. I can see the Chronic being Again. out there, yeah. and Doggy Style. So you think Chronic was better than two thousand one? Oh yeah, without question. Again, you know, you have to look at it as. You, okay, so look at it at like this. Look at it where you were at when it came out and the effect that it had on you. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. L.A., when The Chronic came out, was right when everything was happening for him. That's when everything was, was getting back. The 90s for the L.A. was everything coming in full circle. Right. That was hip-hop was taking over L.A. You know what I mean? Basketball, L.A., like all the sports, L.A. The L.A. Raiders, you know, so... You had to look at it as, and 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 being from and being from here. One of the things about the Chronic album in that in that mindset. So just kind of give you a quick history without going too too far into it for the for the people who don't know, right? Everybody knew about the the breakup of you know NWA and how bad it was. Right. The Chronic came out and Dre dropped the video. I remember it to this day. I was at my cousin's house. And that was when everybody was anticipating videos back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly that data, whoever's going to agree to that, but you already know what it was when the video came out. You was locked, you were sitting there at the house waiting for that video to drop. It was, um, uh, it was, um, one of Dre's videos came out and the buzz was that him and Q had been seen together. Now, at this point, everybody was still, you know, kind of like they were separate. Mm-hmm. Cube was in one spot. Dre was in one spot. Mm-hmm. And he dropped the video. And when and Cube came out to the girl's bathroom, you know what I'm saying, picking his throat, talking about damn right it was a good day, the whole city went crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was like you remember that part for Chronic of bringing them two back together. And it was just good music, like, from that, that point on with, mm-hmm. with Snoop. And then that, what? Like I said. You feel me? Like at the end of the day, chronic in its own. You can bang that right now, and it, and you can listen to it the whole th- the whole way through mm-hmm. more than you can some other albums. Yeah. Okay. I I I agree. I, I'm gonna have to. I might bang that all the way home. It's been a long time since I listened. I listened to 2001 a lot just just for some, for different reasons. But I, I'm at the. Yeah, the chronic is something that's just etched in my brain. Like yeah. I know every. Every song, every word, basically. I was way too well, young even- to be listening to it. <laughs> I was like, I was like ten when they, when they came out. <laughs> talking about bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Didn't even know right. half the stuff I was talking about. But I clearly remember like being in like the fifth grade, sixth grade, like reciting lyrics in my head to the Chronic. Was that released under Death Row? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay. I I'm about to check that. Uh all right. Okay. 
Uh, and then we normally do a for the soul, but um, you you all are in Cali. I don't know what you 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 can probably got on some dress shoes. What time is it there? Ah, uh, man, it's seven forty seven forty five. Still early, still early. I'm uh, <laughs> I got on these uh, these crossover culture joints. They're like an independent shoe company. I don't know you probably, if you ever seen like the Instagram ad or whatever, but these joints are mad comfortable. They're basketball shoe. Uh, crossover culture caught them on a sale and uh, yeah they're not bad they're not bad so but nope. uh, yeah I think that's that's that'll wrap it up uh, hopefully get CB back in here he can tell tell us where he was at on on this on this lovely evening <laughs> but, uh, yeah man I mean thanks for having me you know wow. I'm definitely trying to trying to get back on here it was fun Let's you know do it. The, the convo was real and uh you know, we, you know, I'm out here in LA, but, you know, I miss my bro, you know, we, and it is what it is. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna, oh, that's what I'm gonna do. I need to send me a pic, what you want me to do, um, put up for the show, and uh, I'll, I'll impose it to our norm, our weekly, uh, our podcast pick. And y'all make sure the palm trees is in the back for y'all. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, so I'll hit you. All right, fam. All right, man. Peace. All right, Superfly. I think that was a success. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it, y'all. We got something else. Peace. Peace.